Welcome back to the program, everyone. I am Chaz Wagner here in New York. You are listening to the Six Overtimes podcast, where we talk 99% Big East hoops and 1% occupying the ACC. Check us out on the interwebs, sixovertimes.us. Yes, the ending address is .us. We couldn't get the .com because the Big East Conference and Marinado took that address from us. So once they lose their BCS bid, we are going to purchase that domain from them. But in the meantime, check us out on Twitter, at 6overtimes, and even send us an email, 6overtimes at gmail.com. Tell us what referees to make fun of, what announcers make stupid comments, what uh, how Doris Burke is the female version of Jay Billis. Those types of things. Send us your comments, your feedback. We want to hear from you guys. Um, today, we are bringing on another Hoyas blogger because we've kind of unofficially, unwritten, unscripted, unplanned, made this Georgetown week on the Six Overtimes podcast. So we want to bring on Kent Boone of GlideHoyas.blogspot.com. Let's welcome on, on Kent Boone. What's up, my man? Hey, how's it going? How's it going? How's everybody doing? Doing well. Uh, Georgetown is, I'd say, the surprise team of the year, but I think in your estimation, uh, apparently not. Well, to everybody, you know, probably, you know, uh, other fans that, you know, haven't uh, watched them during the summertime and the the league and stuff like that, they probably wouldn't know anything. But I had the opportunity, along with some other fans, to get an early observation of, about the team, about the incoming freshmen and uh, the whole team, you know, during the summer and what I kind of look for, you know, when the freshmen arrive on the hilltop, you know, especially when they're getting ready to play in the summertime in the Kennedy League. I kind of look for, me personally, I look for, you know, the deer headlights type of thing that look, you know, the freshmen uh, look uh, after watching so many freshmen come up there and play in the summertime, you know, uh, these guys here, these five freshmen, uh, uh, I didn't see any, I didn't see any, you know, fear. I didn't see any fear in their eyes. I didn't see, I didn't see the freshmen. I, I saw probably more swagger and more confidence. And, uh, uh, you know, and them knowing that, hey, you know, we don't want to be looked at as just freshmen. We want to, you know, we want to show these people right off the bat, you know, who we are. And what we can do, it seemed like they got the message right away. And it seemed like uh, all of them just clicked, you know, once they arrived on campus, even before the uh, amazing trip. It's just the personalities of the kids. They just were pleasant and very respectful. And uh, this has been when I had met them right off the bat, you know, in the Kennedy League uh, in the summertime. Yeah, and talking of the freshmen, we got to talk about Otto Porter. JT3 has said he's the most prepared freshman coming in, has had nothing but good things to say, right, you know, very justified because he's dominating on the glass. And and what's, uh, I mean, how psyched are you for uh, for years to come for, for Otto? <laughs> well, you know, you know, this guy, he just, you know, Otto, I call him, I call Otto, I call him OTP, his nickname, uh, I guess some other people call him automatic. I call him other team's problem. Other team's problem. Uh, this kid here, he just, he's a problem for other teams. He's just relentless. You know, he's just on the board, you know, after being coached by his father. You know, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and his father, 
you know, uh, playing over there in Missouri in the, in the Midwestern High School, winning those state titles, and his dad grabbing 35 rebounds in a game, I would imagine his son would try to do better. And I, I think we're seeing some of that, you know, um, and uh, his future is a very, very bright future as well as all the other boys that uh, have arrived and that are there. Yeah, for people that don't know, the Porter family down in Missouri, they've got a long history of, of great ballers, not only Order Otto, but his dad and I want to say his uncle, and uh, it's it's a pretty rich rich family of basketball. Um, so, Kent, um, who's your favorite player on, on this year's team? Is it, uh, is it kind of that group and, and collection of freshmen, or is it some of the kind of Henry, Henry Sims is coming to his own finally after three and – Three years of waiting. I mean, who who's the guy that uh, you're most impressed with? Well, I'm impressed with the whole team. To be honest with you, I can't really single them out because you know I am you know I am the number one fan, and you know, and I have to look at it from a uh, I guess a true fan perspective. Uh, you know, you, you know, it's like a family. You want to treat all the kids the same because they're all trying to accomplish the same goal and do the same thing, same things, and. Uh, on the court and, you know, in the classroom and in life, uh, and realizing basketball is life. And, uh, uh, but I, I can say that I'm not surprised at what Henry is doing. I'm not surprised at all because I've known that he always had it in him. But I do know this is college and this, and I do know this is a time where these young men are coming from high school and they're trying to learn how to be men on and off the court. And they have to, you know, they're dealing with that also and their schoolwork. So, you know, it just took a little more time with Henry uh, to mature. And, uh, you know, with the freshman coming in, I always said to myself, I was like, well, if I was uh, in Henry's shoes, I've been there three years, and I see these young guys coming through there, and I'm saying to myself, hey, you know, am I going to let these guys take my spot, you know, these new guys take my spot, or am I going to put the medal to the pedal now, you know? So I guess, you know, that's... That's what we're seeing now. We're seeing uh, uh, redeemed, uh, redeemed uh, Henry Sims and you know, and uh, him and Jason are just wow. They just on a tear, and they, and they know, they know, they really know what they're destined for, and they know that they have something to prove, and they're doing a good job, a great job at bringing those uh, young guys along, along with the coaching staff. Yeah, you knew uh, Georgetown has to have good big men, especially at the center position. At some point or another, Henry yeah. Sims was, was going to become that guy. And his his uh, vision as a passer for a big man is is unbelievable. He uh, guys on that uh, that Princeton offense, guys doing the the backcourt cut. He he has a, a knack for finding them. Yeah, you know one thing about it. You know, for three years you watched Greg Monroe. Uh, you know, before that, you watch uh, Roy Hibbert, you know, and, uh, and uh, you know, when Henry was sitting there watching, you know, when he wasn't playing that much, he's sitting there you know, on the bench, he's watching Greg Monroe. He wasn't just, you know, he was still, even though he wasn't in the game, he was his mind was still in the game, you know. And so, you know, once he got in the game and, uh, you know, he, you saw some of that last year, you saw, you know, but you didn't see it as much as you are now because it's more consistent and he's playing more. But yeah, he's perfected that pass, man. Better, probably better than those guys. You know, you want to take a piece from each each guys. You know, take a piece of you know what they're doing and, and put it with yours, and you know, entwine it all together. And you know, you come out at, on top as being a great passer. 
you know, uh, in that in that all in that Georgetown office. And uh, this is what we're seeing now, and hopefully it continues. I think it will continue. Yeah. I mean, this this guy, you know, he's came a long way, and uh, you know, with the rest of them, it's just it's just fun to watch and knowing I had wrote about them, uh, Henry and Jason, my blog, even before the season started, on uh, uh, well, you know, uh, want to do a boy a salute to the uh, two seniors, you know, and um, I had wrote about you know what we're seeing now, pretty much. Even, like I said, you know, everything that we're seeing now, I had wrote about in my blog, you know, at different times, you know, uh, during the season and before it started. Especially, you know, uh, um, you know, the Kelly League going up to the uh, abroad in China and uh, all the way up until now. Yeah, do you think that, talking about the brawl in China, for those who don't know, the Hoyas went to Beijing for a summer trip. Got into a little scuffle with one of the teams over there, but it may have been a defining moment where some maturity thing, some growing up, and, and it probably helped the team bond and become a, a tighter unit. Do you think that really uh, really helped them and propelled them uh, turning a negative into a positive for, for the start of the year? Exactly. That's exactly what I wrote about um, in, the, in my uh, China Broad blog, uh, how they turned the uh, negative into a positive. Uh, for the simple reason, you know, anyway, you know, <clears throat> I think it was a smart idea and perfect timing. Perfect timing. You could, I just, it, it could never get no perfect than the way it has gone from the start. After last year, you know, you had to go, you had to, you had to go back to the drawing board. And I think by mm-hmm. going back to the drawing board and, you know, wiping everything off, you know, and just starting off from fresh. Yeah. Saying, hey, we got five freshmen coming in. The NCAA is letting us travel this year. Let's go somewhere. If it's just, you know, how you do like the high school football sometimes, you, you know, these coaches, they go somewhere for a week or two yep. in a mountain somewhere where there's nothing in these guys. They learn how to bond. They bond and they build chemistry, you know, and, 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 and knowing that we're a team. We need to love each other. We need to have each other's back regardless, you know, of what happened and stuff like that. So that, that inevitably was going to happen as far as, uh, the bonding anyway. It just so happened, you know, with the China with, with, with the brawl, it made it more of a double bonding thing, you know, with the Hoyas. Whereas though, hey, we're just saying, man, we got into a scrap over there to another country, you know, and uh, you know, it was very difficult, it was a very intense situation. But, you know, hey, man, Otto could say, Jason had my back. Mikhail Hopkins could say, Hey man, Tyler Adams had my back. Hollis Thompson could say, hey, man, Henry Sims had my back. Now, we all had each other's back. Hey, man, we all brothers right then and there, you know. Yeah. That made a double bond right then and there. And it's like, and it's like, and for, you know, the people over here in our country to be laughing at them, you know, and what happened, something that happened, it really tore my heart apart. First of all, when I first heard about it, I was on, I just happened to be on Twitter early in the morning and, uh, Gene Wayne of the Washington Post had tweeted, you know, was something about Ben Lamb in uh, China. And then the next tweet was uh, Coach Thompson pulled his, team, pulled his team off the floor. And I was like, I was just so, I was just so angry. I was, I was, I was uh, hurt, upset of the fact that it's nothing that I could do to help. Mm-hmm. You know, and that these young guys were over there, you know, in China and another country, another powerful country, you know, 
you know, get into a scrap like that. There's nothing I could do. I was re- I was really hurt, and I was more hurt of the people over here laughing at him and talking about him, and you know, and those players were hurt also. And now this is what you're seeing. They have something to prove. They have a chip on their shoulder, and they haven't forgot. They haven't forgot. Yeah, it's not with a family, as you said. They're they're brothers. It's not always smooth sailing. What uh, you know? What's what's difficult makes makes you stronger, and that's that's what we're seeing. And you know, you talked about being on Twitter, and it ties into you being uh, the number one fan. How how do you find the way to? It, it's it's so impressive, and I love it. In in staying so in tune with the Hoyas, and you know, keeping everyone informed, and and always being. I I was looking at your tweets. I don't I don't know how you. Uh, I don't know how you do it. You're uh, you're like Adam Schefter for the NFL. You're you're a machine. Man, I, you know, I, you know, I don't know how I do it. I, I can tell you this. You know, I lost my son in 2004, uh, bone cancer, osteo- osteosarcoma, uh, and um, you know he was a Hoyer fan, and and not because I was, but you know he was a Hoyer fan also. But you know uh, the Hoyer newspaper, Georgetown newspaper, had did a story on me. And, uh, had talked about, you know, me being a fan of, you know, Georgetown and Coach Thompson called me, you know, uh, his number one fan and, and, um, had the story of my son and myself and me coaching him and so on and so forth. And, uh, you know, one thing led to the next. And so I was like, I need to dedicate, I, I just need to dedicate, you know, what I'm doing to my son and Georgetown, Hoya Nation and family and their friends and just, you know, do something worthwhile and, you know, and be passionate about it because this is something that I just love to do and love giving back, you know, unconditionally. It's just something in my support for my team that I love, you know, and, you know, I'm always wearing Georgetown gear. I think I sent you the article that the Hoyer did. Uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, for, uh, 2007, but anyway... You know, that's kind of what drove me. You know, my son is like, you know, it's like just like something is driving those Hoyas, mm-hmm. you know. Something is driving me to support them, you know, and do the best I can to support them. And I, I came up with, the, you know, the idea real fast of uh, Glide Hoyas listening to a song uh, from back in the day from the 80s called Glide, My Pleasure. Okay. And uh, listen to it. It has positive words. So, you know, it's on YouTube and people can Google it. And it's on my blog also, but you can also Google it and listen to the words in it. And that's why I got the idea. I said, I was just sitting home one day and I said, uh, glad. I said, Hoyas. So I was like, yeah, the Hoyas, they glad. Yeah. So I was like, hey, glad Hoyas. So I put it together. I said, well, let me just see how it does. Let me just dedicate something to the fans and the players and uh, family and friends and you know, one thing leads to the next. I love my Hoyas. Yeah, it's a it's a great story, Kent. And uh, you know, the, you talk about the passion. It's it's inspiring. I mean, living through uh, you know, living through your son and, and through the Hoyas, and and you gotta especially college sports. It's the passion and the the tradition and the history is there with all teams, especially Georgetown, with the team being so good over the years. And it's great to see, especially for the Big East. I think. Georgetown being good in basketball is good for the overall sport and for the conference, just like you want the Knicks to be good for, I think it's good for the NBA. There's certain teams and programs where them being good and them being successful helps out, you know, everyone involved. Right. Exactly. 
and uh, you know, that that that's it all boils down to, and it's like it's to me it seems like these kids that these young men that play for Georgetown, that play for Georgetown Hoyts right now, seems like they've been here before. Seems like they just, you know, I, you know, it seems like the Hoyas quite paranoia is back from the 80s, the way these kids, they, it's like they know the history of what went on. You know, I guess with having the NBA lockout, it gave them time for, I guess, some of the old Hoyas when they came back to campus to, you know, work out with them uh, and talk to them and, you know, and it seems like they, they just took everything in it. And like I say, you know, you know, when you're playing with a sense of urgency and you're playing with a chip on your shoulder, mm-hmm. you're, and you're playing, you, you know, you're playing with something to prove, you know, that makes you, you know, uh, a good team. And, you know, people talk about rankings and rankings, you know, before the season. I mean, do you actually think I was worried about a ranking? I mean, you know, rankings to me, you know, if I'm coaching, if I'm a player, it means nothing. You know, you know, I need to stay focused on, you know, the game, our next game. You know, with the Hoyas, it's, it's one game at a time. This is life. This is basketball through life. One game at a time. Mm-hmm. We're not worried about who we're playing two, two, excuse me, two games from now. It's just kind of staying focused and staying focused on the dreams. Like like today, we're not playing, nothing's going on. But believe me, something going on over here with Glad. You know, I'm studying and I'm writing and, uh, and I'm, you know, researching and, you know, on uh, our opponent's last games, last few games, or, you know, what, uh, and what have you. And I try to write about it. I, you know, it's just, you know, even when the season is over, <laughs> if I can find something to write about, I write about, you know, George and Hoyas and, uh, um, uh, for the fans. You know, for everybody. I try when I do stuff. I do it for. I try to do it from my heart for everybody. Yeah, and there's all there's always uh, people that are that want to consume more more Hoyas content and, and Big E stuff because it's there's passionate <laughs> fans out there. You talked about the rankings though. This is the sixth sixth straight year that Georgetown has cracked the top ten, and I know you guys have stumbled here and there, but it just goes to show JT three that he can get the team. Um, you know they've had some up and downs, but the fact that they've cracked the top ten for six straight years is is darn impressive. I could say one thing. I could say Coach John Thompson is a brilliant coach. He's a very small coach, and his staff, you know, they're very small people. And uh, you know, it's like I, you know, they are blessed at the way they get things done over there on the hilltop. And people, you know, you hear people saying, "Well, why don't you go after the top, you know, top dog, the top top players, you know, the top." You know the top ten or whatever. You know it's like, you know when I look at when I look at you know the players we got, you know it's like we got pieces to the puzzle that make up that add up to the big picture. And when you look at how we play, when you look at how the Hoyas play, they do all the little things that add up to the big picture. They've always done that, but they haven't done it as a whole and consistently. But this year, all the little things. You know, they're doing all the little things to add up to the big picture. And that's what makes this team so great. You know, if it's diving for loose balls, altering shots, um, communicating, point communicating, it's just phenomenal to see all these little things that a lot of some people are not even looking at, 
you know, but, you know, from a coach's standpoint, you know, coaching your sports so many years and stuff like that and working, and not only that, I also work at the Georgetown Basketball School, you know, uh, and we just, I guess this year we finally won our championship at the school. Coach dubbed it as our uh, uh, best, his, the best championship game, competitive game ever played at his basketball school. Nice. But, you know, one thing leads to the next, man. It's, it's, it's you know, it's amazing at what I'm seeing as a whole. <laughs> it's just really amazing at what I'm seeing as a whole. And it's not really surprising me. It's probably, like, more amazing because it's like, Okay, this is what I envisioned, and now this is what is happening. And I'm like, wow. You know, it's almost like if I was betting or something like that, I would win. But that's one thing I would never do is bet, you know, <laughs> especially on college sports and kids and stuff like that. I don't like doing that, and, you know, that's just something that's not my not in my bag. Yeah, you know, my bag. It's risky bag. business. Well, you talked about envisioning. It's It's like Henry Sims sitting on the bench. For the last several years, watching Monroe and 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 uh, Roy Hibbert, he saw yep. he was envisioning himself being out on the court, making those same passes, making those same post moves that uh, that those upperclassmen ab- above him made. Yeah, you have to look at it too. He's a Baltimore product, you know. Not most kids that you know can play the game that come out of Baltimore, mm-hmm. you know, they can they can play. It's just that you know, uh, you know, Henry. Uh, you know, when he got to the hilltop, I guess it probably was, you know, he just had to mature a little bit and, you know, uh, mentally and physically in his game and stuff like that. And now, like we said before, we're seeing a, <laughs> we're seeing a, a, a great player emerge in Henry Sims. He got it in him. That's my that's my guy there. I mean, all of my guys, Henry, that's my guy there, man. He's a he's a good guy. All of them good guys. Being being from Baltimore and the in the being in that area, DC, Baltimore and, and Virginia, he knows the pride that, that comes along with playing for playing for the Georgetown program. So he it, uh, it means a lot to him. Oh, and definitely, definitely. Those kids they really know now, you know, their name across their chest, how big it is. You know, especially after coming, you know, after what they went through and stuff like that. And I guess sometimes, you know, things like that, everything is for a reason. And these kids, you know, they're not they're not arrogant, they're not cocky, you know. You, you, you look at you look at them and say, "Hey, man, these are these just uh, regular students that just love the game of basketball, and it's just fun watching these guys, young players, live their dream." Mm-hmm. It was it was so much fun watching that Louisville game last week. Them going into the Yum Center, that was awesome. Man, you know, <laughs> you know, it's a fun game. It was, you know, all the games to me are fun. You know, even the Providence game. Like Coach said, it was ugly, but you know, but it was it was fun to me because I like tough, gritty Big East games. That's Big East all the way through. <laughs> I love it. You know that right there. You know, people say you know they can say what they want to say, but when you see a game like that, I mean, when I'm actually right there, you know, when I, you're actually right there, you you know, you say you just you just say to yourself, man, this is a typical Big East, you know. Rough, tough, smash, bang, you yeah. know, whatever you call it, game. You know, because it was real physical. And you, you couldn't take nothing away from Providence. They say, well, Georgetown didn't do this, didn't do this. You know, you can't take anything away from Providence. You know, Georgetown, they, one thing I could say, you know, they, you know, when you look at it as a whole, with this team, they, they, practically, they practically have done everything. You know, as far as not, not saying, you know, finish the season or not like that, 
but they've accomplished more than, you know, a lot of teams have, haven't accomplished yet. You know, like, like you said, you got the team bond and the chemistry, so a lot of teams are still trying to find themselves. Well, I think, I think they've proven that they can win any type of game. They yeah. won a high-scoring game with Memphis and some Anywhere. other teams. They won uh, the Alabama game in a low-scoring affair where Hollis hit that huge bucket at the end of the game, and then they beat Providence in a in a game that they almost got outscored by the, the Rose Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> yeah, and when you look at it, a lot of those games were on the road in hostile environments. Yeah. Hey, you're talking about these young guys? You're talking about focus. I don't care if they go on the road. They went all the way to another country, another world. They went over there, you know, and, 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 and you know, one, one of those games over there. Mm-hmm. And these old men. These guys, most of them just got out of high school. You yeah, know, well, so. I, think, I think you see, they're a good, in my mind, they're a good team because they didn't have a, this was a, classic, and you wrote about in in the other Hoya people did, this was a classic letdown game, or trap game, where they could have lost to, lost to Providence at home. We saw it with Rutgers over the weekend. They had a great win against against, uh, Florida at home, then they go down to South Florida and lose, because they're inconsistent and they're not, as you said, they lack that focus. Georgetown seems to embody that. And that's that's because of that that's because of that born leader named Jason Clark. That 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 young, that young fella. That's that guy. I have come to the conclusion, and I always came to the conclusion because I watched him in high school, especially in the senior year. Did the same thing, led his team. Yeah. So you know, even after three years, it still was locked in his mind. Mm-hmm. I think it was locked in his mind. You know, knowing that you know in his senior year, especially after after last season. I think the day after the last season, he knew all that burden was on his shoulders, and he's handled it well. You know, with his grandmother's passing, you know, he has an angel watching over him also, and a great mom. Mm-hmm. She's a great warm woman. Yeah, gr- great. Uh, he, he had a great game on. Uh, he was one of the only guys that uh, put up some points on on Saturday. So what? So you're, you're, Kent, you're obviously the number one fan of Georgetown. Would you go as far as saying uh, across the Big East? Is it? Uh, is it that conversation? What's that? As far as what, uh, being a Big East, uh, Big East fan? Number. We've established you as the number one Georgetown fan. I think. I think we've uh, we've derived at that. How about across the entire Big East? Are we? Uh, are you in that stratosphere? I don't even know, you know. I I I I I personally, you know, coach Dubby as number one fan. I don't go around saying, "Hey, I'm the number one fan. I'm the number yeah. one fan." But I mean, you know, hey, I, I take it with grain of salt. You know, I I respect it and I appreciate it, and I guess that's what I am, you know. And uh, far as worldwide in the Big East, wow, wow. I don't know. Maybe I cheered so hard for my team. Maybe it's felt throughout the Big East. I don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think uh, maybe there's a Syracuse or UConn fan, but I don't think uh, South Florida or DePaul. I don't think they have they have those type of fans. Right. It, you know. You know. I feel. You know. You know. Talking to the guy Fran Fischilla and mm-hmm. uh, you know and uh, sending him my blog and him you know liking it and sending some links and stuff like that. And he, he's read my son's story. Uh, also, and he passed it along to his son, 
uh, his son is, I forgot his first name, but his son is a walk-on at Oklahoma U. And, uh, you know, he had talked to me about, you know, uh, uh, bone cancer awareness and stuff like that. But, you know, he's real sensitive to it and, uh, and, you know, just talking to him about it, you know, over Twitter and stuff and just talking basketball, you know, that, that, that was really, that's a really a pleasure, you know, doing that also. And, uh, talking to some of the uh, ESPN guys mm-hmm. on there about, you know, the Hoyas and stuff. Because, you know, it's like I do know and I realize that, you know, in the beginning of the season, like in November, October, you know, they start writing about the Hoyas and stuff like that. And I say, you know, I have already started writing in August, you know, July, you know, from the summer all the way up until now about all of that stuff, you know, and, uh, and I'm saying, I'm saying to myself, I'm like, wow. And I'm saying, wow, you know, and that's why I pass. And sometimes I just sit on my blog and stuff like that. Let them know, hey, this is what happened in the summertime. This is what we, this is what I saw. You know, these guys, I didn't see any fear in them, you know. Uh, they played hard. They played against, you know, a lot of pros in the Kennedy League, you know, from the area and about, you know, an NBA, uh, different players coming through, you know, and stuff like that. You know, Kevin Durant and, uh, Jennings, <laughs> I mean, you know, because you know they're going to come to D.C. anyway mm-hmm. uh, and play because it's nation's capital and some of the best basketball is played here in the summertime, especially at the Goodman and the Kennedy Goodman League and Kennedy. Uh, due respect to uh, Miles Rawls down at the Goodman League. Uh, but anyway, the Kennedy League, man, it's just awesome. It's an awesome place. Uh, you know, recommend that, you know, people that want to see get a good preview, very early preview to come you know, to the Kenner League in July and watch those Hoyas and, you know, get their own observation. I do know after the first game that most of the freshmen played and, you know, some of the players are on different teams, I can tell you what, those uh, the Hoya fans, they filed up in their gym, yeah. down at gym, gym on the campus of Georgetown on the hilltop, and they were very, I looked over <laughs> to my left, they were very satisfied. I, I haven't seen them more happier. I mean, on a consistent basis, like every weekend that they played. Uh-huh. Those fans were excited and happy. They felt something. They felt something. Yeah, you know? they, they, they saw it before something. before all of us see it on ESPN and, and uh, yeah. through the national yeah. media. Yeah, yeah. And it's just in the, and I want that's why I do my blog. I want to share it with everybody. Mm-hmm. Say, look, hey, this is what happened. And some people they don't believe you, you know. Some people say this, they say that. Say fine, but check this out. You know, that's the beauty of of the web and and blogging and and. Again, yeah. Kent Boone here. He has uh, glidehoyas.blogspot.com. Yep, it's a good, it's a great thing, man. Um, it's just a great thing, and just dedicating, <laughs> pretty much de- dedicate my life to the blue and gray, man. I mean, I just can't see no other way, especially at this time in my life. Yeah, it's great. But, and be- before we get to the, before we get to the Kenner League, the I know it's great basketball, but the Hoyas have a lot of. Uh, Good basketball still left to play this year, and that's that's. Uh, I think everyone's excited about it. I tell you, man. Um, you know, like I said, mostly you know the fans, true fans that know. You know, we take how we do it. We take it one game at a time, and you know it feels exciting in the air. Like when I go down to the Verizon Center, you know, I try to get down there early, and uh, just you just feel it in the air, man. It's like, you know, over the holidays, I said, man, I said, the Hoyas gave me some nice Christmas gifts, man. They gave us some nice wins, you know, before Christmas and after Christmas. Absolutely. You know, you can't, 
You know, you got to, I mean, come on, people. You know, you heard people, you know, you hear some people in the hallway talking about, man, still attending, you know, the problems again. I said, man, hey, look, check this out. I said, they need a game like that. They need games like this. It builds character. Mm-hmm. Look, look at it. If, they, if, if it was a team, if the team wasn't that good, they probably would have lost. They found their way. Those young guys found their way again in the Big East against a good team, against a, uh, you know, with a great coach. Yep. And they, really, you know, they found their way. They found their way. Let's look at it like that. Let's look, let's look at it in a positive light. And let's not take nothing away from Providence. Yeah, after they got blown out by St. John's, Ed Cooley said there's no way that we allow, that we get embarrassed and put up a pathetic showing like we did again. And they came out, and it was a concerted effort on the defensive end. So they played tough. And I'm, you know, Ken, I'm used to, I'm a Pitt fan. So I'm used used to those rugged uh, drag-em-out games by Jamie Dixon. That's how you you win in the Big East. We've we've all become accustomed to it. Man, I love it. You know, I just, I love it. I love it all. It's just, it's <laughs> I phenomenal. do, too. I do, too, definitely. It's phenomenal. It's just phenomenal. The Big East is just so phenomenal. Watching well, these, uh, these, these kids go at it, man. It is awesome. Well, Kent, you've been great. I'm going to try, because it's a podcast, I'm going to try and get your, your glide by pleasure. Play a little, uh, maybe a clip of that. We'll get it on the on the podcast to, to see how. I haven't listened to that song I know it's from the 80s, so we'll try and get that on. Putting, you know, uh, uh, some pieces of Glide, the, 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 the song Glide from Pleasure, yep. up on, you know, on the podcast. Because I was going to ask you from the start of it, you know, when you started, when you start the uh, podcast off to, you know, put the song, put a little bit of the song on there, you know, whatever. But that, that, was, that was a brilliant thought and considerate of you to uh, uh, to do that. And if That's it if, if it uh, brings back some Hoya paranoia. Uh, yeah, memories, man. then, then let's. I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. It's a very positive song, you know. Don't let life keep you behind. It would be a crime if we did not play "Pleasure by Glide" for all the Six Overtimes fans, but also for any old school funk fans out there. This thing is a classic, so we're gonna play a little bit of a clip of what Kent was just singing. Do enjoy. Thank you once again to Kent Boone of GlideHoyas.blogspot.com and on Twitter at GlideHoyas for coming on the Six Overtimes podcast. From what I gather, and hopefully all the listeners can gather, Kent is probably the number one Georgetown fan, that's for sure, and probably I'll go as far as saying the biggest Big East Hoops fan. Except I do remember a fella at the Fitzgerald Fieldhouse back in the days that did wind sprints in the second half in a great old school pit sweatshirt and some great sweatpants that probably were given to him from Dan Marino. Regardless, Ken is a huge fan, loved him coming on, had a great time talking to him, and it's been great this uh, entire Georgetown Hoyas week on the Six Overtimes podcast. Actually, Andrew Geiger of CasualHoya.com, his podcast yesterday, released on Wednesday, January 4th, was the most downloaded and most listened to podcast to date on the Six Overtimes podcast. Not saying that much, but hey... We are growing, we're improving, we're making our way up uh, in the stratosphere of the BS Report and uh, This American Life. Hope everyone has a good week. Uh, hopefully my Pit Panthers can get back on track against uh, Lowly Paul on Thursday night. 
Great games for the weekend. Uh, Marquette goes into Syracuse in the Dome. See how they recover from a few losses. And NFL playoffs. Enjoy. Thanks, guys.